Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast and we are in for another fantastic interview today with a gentleman that I've heard a lot about, met him for the first time the other day in Cincinnati, Ohio, and his name is Angelo Rumora. And uh, he, you can tell pretty quickly from his accent, he's not from around these parts, which is good. And uh, his name is Angelo, and he's here with me right now. Let's just jump right in. Normally, we do a little um, talking with myself and Alex, talking about the deals that we're doing, but Alex couldn't make it on this podcast today which is fine because he never has anything good to say anyway. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we're going we're gonna to talk to Angelo. Angelo, how are you? Hey, buddy. I'm good. How are you, Joe? Really good. Now, where are you from, Angelo? It's the first thing everybody asks you, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> and I always tell people I'm from North Carolina. <laughs> just, ju just to avoid the two-hour conversation about crocodile snakes and spiders. But, um, mate, I'm, I'm from Sydney, Australia. Nice. What are you doing in Ohio? Man, it's, it's, it's because of all of the beautiful women here. <laughs> really? No, really? It's, it's, Joe, you know what, mate? It's about real estate. Um, and the opportunities present in the market here right now um, are just, in my opinion, as corny as it sounds, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be snapping up these deals that, that I'm snapping up. Um, and, you know, that kind of was was why I decided to take that leap of faith, pack my bags, quit my well-paying job and just leave Australia and venture into the unknown. And that brought me here, mate. It brought me to Ohio. And, and you know, here we are today. I've, I've got a few companies. They're multi-million dollar real estate investment companies. We've, we've done 400 deals in the last four years, working with a lot of investors from all over the world. And I'm excited, Joe. I'm really excited about what the future is going to bring, mate. Awesome. And you've, um, what, what, what year did you come to the U.S.? Mate, I came here in 2012. Okay. And so I've been here for almost five years now. And you went straight to Ohio? I actually didn't. I moved to Kansas City first. Okay. I was based in Kansas City, um, had a few relationships there, you know, bought, uh, fixed and sold a few properties. I felt that I was very micromanaged and I wasn't allowed to, to just be myself and do what I wanted and how I wanted to do it. Um, so I, I kind of had to tie up the, the relationships that I had there and, and I started looking for what else and where else. And even before I moved to the US, I already had existing relationships here in Ohio and I started exploring those relationships in a little bit more detail. And I came here, checked out the area, and what I found here, and particularly in, in Toledo, mate, I, I can say right now, I, I don't know of any other market in the entire country, Joe, where you can get a better bang for your buck. And I'm talking about solid B-class areas, solid B-class properties with blue-collar working-class tenants. Um, they stay and pay. They aren't bad people. You're not banging down doors to collect the rents. Um, you know, and it's just, it's just a very... A, a, a safe investment and it's great cash flow. There's upside potential. It's just a complete package, mate. And I've and I've traveled traveled the country, Joe. I've seen a lot of the markets. I've seen a lot of the areas, but I haven't found anything what we've got here in Toledo. I know it sounds biased, but I'm just trying to be very upfront here. <laughs> yeah. So, but did you move to? Did you really move to the United States because of real estate? I did, Joe. Wow. I definitely did, mate. I I took that leap of faith and. Um, I just made the move. I really did. I mean, I, uh, I'm a go-getter. Um, and when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And I personally believe that without sacrifice in life, you're not going to achieve the success that you want to achieve. I love Australia. It's a great country. I can't wait to go back one day. Um, but, you know, Toledo, eh, not much to do here. <laughs> it's pretty cold and there's not much to do. But the real estate opportunities that are present here right now, you know, as I said, I don't know of any other place in the country that has them. Um, and yeah, mate, I took that leap of faith. I, I've made a big sacrifice. I'm still making sacrifices to this day. But, you know, as the saying goes, I'm willing to do today what others won't so I can live tomorrow like others can't. 
Yeah, that's cool. We're going to be talking about what you're doing there in Ohio, too. But um, so when you moved to Kansas City, um, were you working for another investor? Did you start off working for yourself right away? What, what were you doing there in Kansas City? Yeah, great question, mate. I was in a partnership with another fellow. And then we also had someone in Australia that was kind of in a, in a three-way partnership. Um, I was one of the youngest at, at the time. Well, I still am. Um, I'm usually always the youngest in everything I do, mate. <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, just being one of the young guys of, of, of the company, um, it just didn't allow me to, to kind of stand out and my voice to count. And that was why, you know, things didn't really work out and I had to start my own thing. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't doing, uh, I wasn't my own boss as they say, like I am now. Now I pretty much, you know, have eight full-time people that work under me. Um, you know, I've got numerous companies and I kind of have the main say, even though I don't lead by intimidation, I lead by example. And I felt that, you know, when I started my venture in Kansas City, I was led, I was led, even though I was a partner, more by intimidation than by example. So, when things go down that path, Joe, there's no coming back. You know what I mean? When there's no respect amongst business partners, you know, you can't get respect back. Once it's gone, it's gone forever. And I think anyone listening to, to what I'm saying right now, if you're, in a, if, you're, if you're in a sour business relationship and you feel that the respect is gone, if you feel that, you know, your voice is not heard, you're working more um, than what you should and not getting paid your fair share, it's time to look for a new start. Nice. All right. So you... Um you're, you're in Ohio. Well, first of all, let me rewind a little bit even further. What made you decide to get into real estate? What was it about real estate, specifically because you do a lot of turnkey flips right now? Uh, what, what got you interested in that type of part of the business? Mate, p- perfect question, Joe. And look, I played professional soccer when I was 18. So uh, backtracking a little bit there on a little bit more about who I am and what I did. I, you know, I quit school at the age of 14, so I've got no formal education whatsoever. Um, I can hardly type, hardly read. My math sucks. And I'm quite rude and raw because I need those swear words to supplement my missing English vocabulary. Yeah, <laughs> okay? all right. So that's, that's funny. Um, but, mate, <laughs> I, I, will, I was very fortunate to become a professional soccer player at the age of 18. And um, uh, I didn't decide to pursue that dream when, when I signed my first professional contract six months into it. I just decided to hang up the boots and, and go down a different path. I don't really want to go into too much depth as to why, but long story short, I just didn't feel that I would be good enough to to secure my, my family's financial future within 10 years of the average soccer player's career. So I had to look for what else. And, mate, I, I found myself in real estate. I, I fell in love with business in general, with finance, with investing, with motivation, with inspirational stuff and topics and, and blogs and audios and all of that fun stuff and podcasts. And I found myself in real estate. And bricks and mortar, Joe, I mean, uh, for example, if we compare real estate to, to stocks, when you buy shares in a company, you've just got one vote out of millions of, of shareholders. Um, the board of directors decides in which way they will take the company. You don't really have much say. Yeah. In real estate, you are the board of directors. You decide where you buy, how much you spend. Are you going to develop? Are you going to renovate? Are you going to flip? Um, are you going to wholesale? Whatever you want to do, you make that decision. It is entirely up to you. So that's what, that's what sucked me into real estate the most. Plus, I worked as a construction laborer after I finished my journey as a soccer player. So that also gave me the knowledge of understanding how the renovation process works, the time frames, the different trades, you know, what needs to be done to a property, how it needs to be done. So combining that with the fact that I wanted control of my own destiny, um, meaning, you know, I didn't want to be just one vote. I wanted to be the alpha and omega of all of my real estate investing, um, you know, that kind of got me into real estate and then what was kind of the same dark deal joe is just you know renovating a property seeing the whole process buying a rundown turd property renovating it and providing housing for someone and also selling that property for a huge profit just the adrenaline rush of the entire process and making that sale is is something to live for all right so you've done a lot of deals since 2012 as well you've done over 350 deals is that right Actually creeping closer to 400, mate. So I'm kind of just saying I've done 400. <laughs> That's good enough. Now, all in Ohio? Are you kidding me? In Toledo? 
No, mate, not all of them here. It will probably be a mix of, of all of the transactions I've done since I started my journey as a real estate investor. Okay. So I would say around 100 plus of those would have been done in, in Australia. Um, around a good 50 to 100 in Kansas City. Um, I also invest in other parts of the world, mate. I've got properties in Croatia where my family's from. I just oh. bought quite a few properties in the Bahamas. Love the Croatia. So I'm kind of well-traveled, mate. I'm looking at buying something in Japan next year. Um, and then I would say I've probably done a good 200 here in, in Ohio, mate. Um, Toledo in particularly and Dayton is another market. Cincinnati, a few deals. But predominantly, the, the majority of all of the transactions I've done, Joe, would be in Toledo. I would comfortably say we've done easily over 150 deals in Toledo. So don't quote me on that. If you really want me to pull out the statistics, I can. (laughs) That's good, man. So you you have a pretty big company, a pretty big turnkey company. Um, That's your main bread and butter right now, right? You sell turnkey rentals to investors looking for uh, rental real estate, right? That's correct, Joe, and I'm super proud to say that we've established ourselves as one of the most reputable and and best branded in the country. Um, No one has lost money at the hands of a higher cash flow. Everyone's doing really well, and they're comparing us with the biggest and best here in in the U.S., and, you know, to just to have have that kind of reputation, mate, it truly is humbling. Yeah, and your website is ohiocashflow.com, right? That's correct. Ohiocashflow.com, and uh, you got started at the best time in the market here in the U.S., 2012, 2013. That's when a lot of money started coming back into the market. A lot of -of out-of-state investors were looking at towns in the Midwest like Ohio and Kansas City and and, and are starting to buy a lot of these cash flow properties. Do you still see that going strong? Is it starting to slow down the demand for the rental housing? Great question, Joe. Look, uh, to be honest with you, mate, I think it's pretty quiet here. Um, I haven't really seen a huge demand from investors. I think that a higher cash flow has created that demand with how different we are and how loud and proud we are with our branding. Um, in general, mate, if you, if you really kind of look at the, the market in a, in a broad horizon, you're going to find that Mr. Wall Street has waved his magic, magic wand, raised billions of dollars and gone into markets like Florida, Georgia, North Carolina, Texas, California, you know, pretty much uh, Arizona. Um, I don't think they've really touched Michigan, um, Indiana, and Ohio. So I think we're still pretty qu- pretty quiet here, mate. Okay. Um, will they ever come knocking on our door? I doubt it. It might happen in, in, in years. Um, look, I think we've got some great opportunities here. I feel like a kid in a candy store. I feel that there's deals just falling off trees. I mean, we can buy properties for 10 to 20 cents on the dollar. I don't think the other states can say that. Yeah. But look, it's, it's, it's an investor's market, mate. And what I mean by that is the money markets are the East Coast and the West Coast. They can't get a good return on investment if their life depended on it. So what I encourage all investors to do is establish great relationships with people that you can trust on the ground, in particular here in the Midwest, and invest here. You're going to get a good bang for your buck. You'll get a great return on investment. And I always stress that teamwork makes the dream work. Forget about the stats. Forget about the demographics. Focus on establishing trust and relationship with the right people. Because if you've got the right people on board, they will make or break your investment. Having the right people will definitely make your investment. Mate, you've got a great market out there too. Um, you know, Missouri's yeah. a great market. You've got some fantastic cash. And I believe you're based in St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a great yeah, I mean, market. It's a great market. You've Now, you guys have had a bit of institutional money come there. I know that when I left Kansas City, um, you know, uh, two and a half, three years ago, there was, there was quite a bit of hedge funds buying up. But I still think that there's a ton of deals there. So, you know, definitely Midwest is the place for cash flow. I don't predict any capital appreciation, but you're definitely going to get a good return on investment. Yeah, and it's always the thing I like about the market in the Midwest, in Ohio, Indiana, Missouri, other states around us, except for Chicago. Don't like Chicago. Neither (laughs) do I. (laughs) Outskirts. There are decent pockets on the outskirts, mate, but Chicago is too expensive in my opinion. Well, I was talking about the city itself. I just No, I'm just kidding. Because I'm a St. Louis Cardinals fan, and we don't like the Chicago Cubs, and they just won the World Series. But anyway, the uh, I was talking about the the fundamentals in real estate in the Midwest. They're really, really good. And uh, you've got good, solid properties. The economies are usually really stable. They don't have the big, wild swings up and down. 
You don't get huge price appreciation and huge drops, but you will always have a strong demand for housing. And when you look at the comparative price of housing and investment properties to the rents that you get, you can't get that anywhere else in the country. You can't get that in Florida. You can't get that in Vegas or in Phoenix. You definitely can't get that anywhere in California. So uh, it's a great market. Now, I wanted to ask you, Angelo, you, you find you, you do, obviously you're doing a lot of deals. How are you finding your deals right now? Great question, Joe. Look, mate, can you check in your pocket and tell me if you've got a deal there? No, I'm kidding, mate. Look, leave no stone unturned is our philosophy. Leave no stone unturned. I mean, we do a ton of yellow letter campaigns, okay? So we send them out in the thousands. Um, we, we post on Craigslist quite often and we stalk Craigslist daily to see if there's going to be any new deals popping up. Um, we've got uh, uh, realtors that will constantly submit offers on any MLS properties for us. We've got relationships with a few asset managers, We've got relationships with wholesalers. We've even got a few bird dogs here in town that will, that will know our criteria and look for deals. So, you know, once again, going back to that quote, leave no stone unturned. Um, Joe, real estate is a numbers game. The more you are willing to commit to those numbers, the more you are willing to, to put out in, in whatever it is that you're looking for, be it a buyer or a seller, eventually doors will open, deals will come your way, and buyers will come your way. It's just a matter of committing to those numbers, mate, committing the time. Nothing comes easy. And, you know, we work very hard in, in sourcing every single deal and, and you know, trying to, to find as many properties that fit our criteria as possible. Very, very good. Um, Angelo, give us, a, give us the pitch that you give to investors who are looking to buy property in Ohio. Why would I want to buy an investment turnkey rental property in Ohio from you. Perfect, mate. Pretty much. So what a higher cash flow does is it finds a distressed property. It renovates it with our own money. It, it um, uh, gets it tenanted through our own in-house property management. It sells it to you as the investor. And then we continue to hold your hand throughout the lifetime of the investment. So all you have to do as an out-of-state or country buyer is sit back, relax, and collect the rent um, uh, on your property. There is nothing that we require any of our investors to do. We want to take the entire headache out of owning an investment property. Um, and we want that headache to be ours. That's pretty good. <laughs> I know. That's I just really winged that one. I just winged that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. So let's talk about numbers now. Um, what are some, uh, I know you can't make any promises or guarantees, but give me a range of like, what kind of returns can investors expect to see with, with the property they buy from you. Perfect, mate. So the average bread and butter price range for us is between fifty dollars to $70,000. So you're looking at buying a two-bedroom, one-bathroom home in that lower price range and then a three-bedroom, one-bathroom home in that higher price range. The rents tend to be from around seven dollars to $900 per month. So you're looking at around 11 to 12% gross cap rate. Now, all we include in our calculations is the property management fee of 10%, the insurance, and the annual taxes. I always encourage every investor to do their own deductions. I know that some investors like to include higher maintenance and vacancy predictions. I also know that other folks like to calculate CAPEX formula. And then there's those that go to the, then there's those that go to the extreme when they buy chewing gum at Walmart, they'll also deduct that from their property calculation. So, you know, uh, at the end of the day, if you're going to be conservative and kind of use my approach where I like to do another 15% off the bottom line for maintenance and vacancy, um, you're looking at around an 8% net return on investment. That's good. That's really good. And how much work is involved? Do you have to do any? I'm talking to the investor. Um, do you have to find the house? Do you have to fix it up? Do you have to find the tenant? That's, nothing. Uh, you're, you're paying for a fantastic service. The investors, they have to do nothing, Joe. That's, you know, look, yes, you are paying a margin. Of course, we want to we make money on every single deal. And, I, and, I, and I'll tell you this, Joe, I want to make as much money as I possibly can. Because the more money I make, the better infrastructure I can have around me, um, hire more people and offer a better service. But one thing that's unique about a higher cash flow and why we've created so much hype and buzz around our business model is, when we do sell these turnkey properties, we sell them at market or below market value. Yeah. And that is unheard of because turnkey companies are known for overinflating those prices because of the whole service aspect of what they provide. We don't do that. 
We're patient. We don't focus on quantity. We focus on quality. So we can offer a turnkey product with the entire service that I explained um, at market or below market value. So that's one thing that differentiates us from pretty much all of our competitors in the U.S. right now. Really good. I had a question for you, Angelo, regarding selling to landlords. Um, do you ever sell properties like maybe a better way to say this is would you ever take a property on and then sell it with owner financing instead of putting a tenant in there, sell it with owner financing to a, a, a homeowner and then package that deal and refinance it or, or package the deal for one of your investors so that they, instead of being the landlord, they're being the bank. Have you ever thought about doing something like that? You know what I'm saying? I do, Joe. And no, we don't. Look, we're so hot right now and I've got so many investors snapping up properties from us for cash. I mean, I do not want to, to change a winning formula. Yeah, I okay. just want to stay true to what works for us. We find, the, we find the property, we buy it, we renovate it, we tenant it, and then we sell it to a cash investor and that is our bread and butter. Um, getting caught up in, in, you know, Warren Buffett said it change does not necessarily mean good. In my opinion, doing owner finance deals is, is a very risky game. And I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Cause usually you're going to have to buy an asset for, let's just look at the Toledo numbers. Let's, let's say that we're buying a property for $30,000 and we're putting $10,000 into renovating it. And now we're going to find a homeowner that's going to buy it from us for $80,000. They will only most likely be able to put down five to ten thousand dollars, and then we can own a finance the rest. So I would have to have skin in the game, and we would run a big risk of them defaulting on the mortgage, trashing the joint, and us never recouping our invested funds back. So it's just when I crunched the numbers on potentially doing owner finance deals, uh, uh, it was just too risky in my opinion. I would do it if someone could come in and put down $40,000, $40, which would pretty much get all of my capital back, and then I could go and use that capital to invest it in another property. Um, but in the scenario that I gave you where we're into that deal for forty grand and they've only put down ten grand, it just would not fit what we're looking for, and it would not allow us to continue doing what we are right now. And that is, you know, we do close to 10 deals a month right now and we need to stay liquid, meaning we need all of our capital back so we can well, invest it in new properties and new infrastructure. Yeah, I guess I was talking about instead of selling that property to an investor from California, use their money to become the investor in first position and then you, mm -hmm. you're, you back out of the deal. So you're structuring the deals for the investors. You know what I'm saying? So. The, uh yeah, yeah. Just to be honest with you, Joe, haven't looked into it. And it's, it would be too much effort for us to do something like that, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, it's a complex strategy. And look, you know, as I told you before, we're just so hot right now. And what, we, what we're doing really works. So why change? Yeah. Right? I'm sure that there are a ton of other people out there that are implementing exactly what you're saying and they've probably set up their entire infrastructure and business just around that business model and they're killing it. But for us, this is kind of how we've started years ago. We've, we've, um, you know, uh, um, we've advanced on it. We've grown. We've tweaked it. It's becoming better and better and better and better. So we don't want to change what we're doing. If it stops working, then I'll look at changing it. <laughs> That's really good. I, I appreciate that focus. That's really important. Let's talk about, uh, let's switch gears a little bit, Angelo. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to ask you something first before we switch gears. Um, talk a little bit to the investor out there who wants to do some turnkey business themselves, okay? Um, they're in, uh, they live in Indianapolis, Indiana. They want to start selling turnkey properties to investors, out-of-state investors. How do you find your buyers and what are some tips you can give to finding really good buyers? Great question, mate. Um, and this is something that I haven't mastered to full capacity, to be honest with you. And this is, this is what I can tell you right now, Joe. I have always jumped into that pool, even though I never knew how to swim. And eventually I figure it out and I survive. So what I mean by that is be loud and proud. People need to know that you exist. People need to know what you do. That's like marketing 101, Joe. Do people know you exist? Yeah. Marketing 102 is do people know what you do? 
Marketing number three is do people know what you specialize in? Marketing number four is do people know what your ideal customer looks like, right? So I'm what I've always endeavored to do is to throw myself out there. And, and we do a ton of videos. I've got over 320 videos on YouTube. I post regularly on Bigger Pockets. I write blogs for Bigger Pockets. I do radio interviews, podcasts. I've done over a hundred. Um, just like we're doing right now. I've been on Bloomberg Radio. I've been on Wall Street Radio. I've been on Entrepreneur on Fire. I mean, I don't even know how many radios, radio interviews I've done. I do a ton of speaking engagements all around the country. I'm always plugging myself to get in front of people, to do a speaking engagement. Public speaking, Joe, is, has been a huge fear of mine. I always say it's been my kryptonite. I will literally puke before every speaking engagement, almost collapse and faint, but I'll still jump on stage and push through it. So, you know, and then another thing, Joe, is, is emails, ton of emails. I mean, same as with looking for inventory. If you are sending out yellow letters, if you are posting on Craigslist, if you are stalking Craigslist every single day, if you are offering on the MLS every single day, you know, just reverse that and, and look at it from a finding buyers point of view. Post on bigger pockets daily, you know, attend networking events, go on LinkedIn, post on LinkedIn. Um, you know, have a good website, do videos, do podcasts, do speaking engagements. You have to live it. You have to love it. You have to breathe it. Your whole world has to evolve around real estate and your whole world has to evolve around buying cash buyers. Yeah. Like for a higher cash flow, that's what makes our business tick is finding cash buyers that will perform on an investment property. Um, that's kind of how I can summarize, you know, what we do and what we have done. Now, look, we've been plugging away at this for almost four years now, Joe. And what is, what is happening now, it's an amazing thing. If you do good business and you do the right thing by everyone, the word will spread far. People are talking about a higher cash flow, Joe. People are talking about Angela Ramora. People are posting great reviews, testimonials. They're posting on the Better Business Bureau about us. So now that word of mouth is, is growing organically. We don't spend a single dime on advertising and marketing, and I'll get inquiries coming in every single day just based on the reputation that we have established over the last four years. So I'm going to be rude here, and you can beep it out. Don't be an asshole. Don't be greedy. Do the right by people, and they will flock to you and your business. That's really good. That's good. And when you can combine that with actual direct-to-seller marketing, um, you, you'll crush it. You'll do really, really well. You need to teach me that. I'm coming to St. Louis. <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, what we did, I'll just tell you my little story a little, a little quickly. I've talked a lot about this to people. We, I was working with Kent Clothier, and Kent and I are friends. And um, I said, hey, listen, I want some help. I want to create a St. Louis Invest because he's got Memphis Invest and, and uh, Dallas Invest, right? Huge, huge turnkey business. And what I didn't realize is I didn't want – my lifestyle is such that I like to travel a lot. I, don't, I only like working a few hours a week. So I, f I discovered pretty, pretty early on that um, after talking to Kent that I didn't want that big business. But um, one of the things that we started doing, and this was with him kind of coaching me along through this, this was in 2012, um, was reverse, reversing the process. And I really started focusing on finding buyers. And uh, I, felt, I, I felt like I was being schooled because <laughs> I was a little embarrassed, right? Because I've done a lot of deals. And Kent starts talking to me and he says, Joe, and I've interviewed uh, – guys, you got to go back and listen to the interv interview I did with Kent Clothier um, a few months ago. But anyway, he was telling me, okay, Joe, this is how you wholesale a deal. <laughs> I said, oh, come on, Kent. He said, no, this, <laughs> this is how you do it, Joe. You go out and you find a buyer who's interested in getting real estate, buying real estate. And then you go find out what they want. And then you go find it for them. I said, wow, that's amazing. I'm just like on the floor in awe of how uh, profound that is. And he says, no, no, it's like, take it me seriously. So he, done, he told me, just read my book, Reverse Wholesaling, and I did. And um, one of the things that really jumped out at me was you, when you are in wholesaling, it's so much easier to sell a deal um, like – it's hard to take a deal that you have and try to sell it to people. You, you get, it's like if you make a dinner and you make this dish and you go out on the street and try to sell that dish to people. It doesn't work. But if you take their orders and you find out what they want, then you go get it for them. It's much easier to sell. And so it's easier to go shopping for what buyers want 
instead of going getting what you think they want and then go finding a buyer for it. So what I did is I started using Fine Cash Buyers Now, and I started going into all the hot different turn the different um, turnkey markets where a lot of uh, investors in different st- states and different cities were selling rental properties. Um, and I started going into Memphis and Dallas and Houston and Indianapolis and I think maybe Columbus, Ohio, Cincinnati, Cleveland. I didn't go into Toledo, but uh, I started Don't going to like, Kansas City, <laughs> uh, everywhere except St. Louis. And I, didn't, I don't want any buyers that are already buying in St. Louis. And I found buyers in the, who were buying properties in the last six months in these other markets from outside of those states. And I started sending a bunch of letters. And um, we, started, we didn't get a ton of calls, but the calls that we did get were really, really good. And uh, I just, in my letter, I did exactly like Kent said. I said, we are the premier real estate investing company in St. Louis. I see that you bought a property recently in Las Vegas. Um, it looks to me like you might be a real estate investor. You should check out St. Louis. We've got great deals here, and um, we can help you with your goals. Give me a call. Um, when I first did those letters, I had all the calls go to voicemail. And then I realized, well, that's a stupid thing to do because not a lot of people were leaving voicemails, right? And these are buyers. Like, these are the best customers in the world. They're buying properties with cash outside of their markets. Why would you send them to voicemail? Answer the stupid phone, you idiot. So, <laughs> I, so I, I started answering. I, I had those calls on those letters go directly to my cell phone. And then I had an acquisitions manager, and the calls started going to him. And uh, sure enough, I'm not kidding, Angelo, within about four weeks of doing this buyer marketing, we had three to four really good buyers. And at first they told us, yeah, we'll just buy a couple. Um, just send us what you have. And then after we sent them a few deals, they bought a couple of them. They said, you know, like we want to buy five a week or we want to. And a lot of these guys weren't the big hedge funds either. They were just doctors that have friends who are doctors and they've pooled their money together and they want to buy rental property. They went to a a, uh, a um, Robert Kiyosaki workshop and they want to escape the rat race and they want to buy 30 properties in the next couple months. So the uh, all of a sudden now, we have these really good buyers. And one of the things Kent was telling me, this is to make a short story long, sorry about this. <laughs> one of the things that he was saying to me was, uh, go out and, and, and then once you have these buyers, start spreading the word to all the other wholesalers, all the other investors and rehabbers and realtors in your market and tell them, You are the new hedge fund in town. You've got uh, $5 million burning a hole in your pocket, and you're looking for deals. You're looking for deals at this criteria that meets this and this in this area. So anyway, we were doing, um, after about two or three months of that, we had some really good buyers. Um, Within about three months, we were wholesaling about five deals a week to these guys. And we literally stopped all of our seller marketing. And all we did was just did a bunch of marketing every week. We'd send letters to buyers, buyers who were buying in other markets outside of ours from other states and um, started sending them letters. When those calls came in, they went to our cell phone. We answered them directly. These guys, these buyers, they're just looking for somebody they can talk to that will answer their phones. Nobody does that anymore, right? And uh, if they like you, if they can trust you, and, and we didn't do, we didn't have a property management company. We didn't buy these properties. We weren't fixing them up we would just put them together with the team that we built here in St. Louis. So we put them together with the property management company that we trusted, with the contractor, and um, we kind of just helped be their boots on the ground here. We did a lot of deals. And, in fact, this business, this acquisitions manager that I had, um, I made the mistake of letting him have the relationships with the buyers and the wholesalers that were bringing us deals. And within about six months, he's like, Joe, uh, I'm doing all the work. And I have all the relationships with all the sellers and with all the buyers. Uh, we really don't need each other anymore. So anyway, we split ways. It's a long story. But uh, it's as simple as that. It's, it's as simple as um, sending out marketing to buyers that are buying properties already and, and building. We're always constantly building our buyers list. Never stop marketing for buyers. And uh, the reason I went so long, Angelo, is not to steal your thunder because I know you already are doing that and you're already an expert and all that. But I just wanted to teach, make this a teaching moment for all of the uh, the listeners. So sorry for going so long. Does that make sense? No, nah, mate. That's Joe. And I'll tell you this: I had the privilege of spending a couple of days with um, Chris Clothier um, uh, from Memphis Invest yeah. in in Oakland during a, um, a speaking presentation there that we had and. 
He blew my mind, Joe. He absolutely blew my mind with with um, everything that Memphis Invest stands for. You know how they've structured their their business over the last twelve years. I mean, they are the biggest and best turnkey company in the country by far. And it was just a true privilege spending that time with him. And you know, I, I'm very happy that he was willing to share all of the little nitty gritty of of how they do business. And I've taken so much that he has said and implemented it into a higher cash law already for the better. Yeah. Um, and then Kent Clovier too, mate. You know, I will go as far as and say as, as those guys are the kings of real estate, mate. <laughs> yeah. they, they really are, you know, everywhere. Um, you know, Kent with his wholesaling and, and, and Chris with Memphis Invest, the turnkey side of things. I mean, they're absolutely killing it. So definitely, mate, what, whatever they say, um, I'm a listener. It's a good business to be in. It's a good business to be in. And uh, okay, Angelo, I want to talk about your fantastic idea. I'm really excited about this because um, I think there's a big need for it. Uh, we met in Cincinnati just a few days ago. You had a big booth, and um, this booth had this cool slogan: um, "List and Sell." And the idea, talk about list and sell. I, I, I love this idea. It's you have this. Um, well, why don't you just tell us what it is? That sounds good, Joe. Look, and I'm I'm so excited about List and Sell Realty, and it's been touted to be a hundred plus million dollar business. Mm-hmm. So, pretty much, Joe, what List and Sell Realty is, it's a brokerage. So we're a real estate broker. Now we recruit agents. So when agents join List and Sell Realty, all we require them to do is pay us a measly one hundred and ninety nine dollars per month. It's a one-time monthly flat fee. And then they get to keep 100% commissions on every sale they make, be it a listing agent or be it from a co-broke fee as a buyer's agent. We don't touch any of that money that they make from that commission. No transaction fees, no desk fees, no admin fees, no document preparation fees. I mean, Joe, nothing. All they have to pay us is $199 per month. Um, Another great little kicker that we have, which is the nation's first, I don't know of any other real estate brokerage that is doing this right now. And I also, um, I forgot to say that our monthly flat fee of $199 is one of the cheapest of its kind in the country. There aren't many brokerages that can compete with how cheap our rate is. So fast forwarding to the referral program again. um, So if, Let's just say that you, Joe, you join List and Sell Realty and you refer John and John joins List and Sell Realty. We will pay you $42 per month residually for as long as John stays a part of List and Sell Realty. So if you go out and recruit or refer 10 people, you'll get 420 per month. If you refer 100 people, you will get $4,200 per month. There is no limit, there is no cap, and that will stay uh, valid and you will get paid that monthly for as long as everyone you have referred stays a part of List and Sell Realty. So that's what we've got right now. We've really hit the market with the bang. We're still very green and growing. You know, it's, it's tough telling people who we are and what we do. There's still a, a lot of lack of confidence in our local market here, but that's going to change in the, in the very near future. Um, I'm working on creating an online platform which is going to offer the value aspect to all of our realtors. So, for example, when they join List and Sell Realty, they'll be able to get a login details, log into this online platform, and the online platform is going to consist of things like live support. So any question that you need can get answered, be it legals, marketing, uh, whatever it may be. We're going to have continual education courses. I don't want any of my realtors sitting in a boring classroom. I want them to get their points online. We're going to have group discounts with Verizon, Officeworks, um, uh, signage companies. Um, we're going to have a do-it-yourself social media package so they can set up their own social media accounts and, and you know start posting regularly. We're going to have a do-it-yourself website. We might even create the website for them because, as you know, it's the 21st century, Joe. You need to have an online presence. And if you don't, your shit is broken and you shouldn't be a realtor. Um, I'm going to have things like... Um, you know, a full-blown real estate library of, of tips, tricks, marketing templates, how-to videos. Um, I also want to have all of my realtors have a CRM database so they can input all of their prospects' details in there. You know, click one button, send them a marketing email. 
Um, so that's what my online platform is going to consist of. In other words, mate, list and sell realty is going to be known as the one-click broker. We've, we believe that less is more. I want everything to be one click away. I want all of my agents to make the most amount of money possible. And I also want to give them the best tools possible so they can do the best possible job. Um, well, I'm not focusing on the consumers at all. The consumers aren't my worry. You listing your home, you're not my worry because I know if I can give my agents the most profit, the tools that they need to do a successful job, they will make your experience a good one as the consumer. So we're not focused on the consumer. And I know a lot of brokerages do focus on the consumer and they mistreat their agents. That is something that we're looking at changing. So there's a bird eye view, mate. That's really good. Now, you're looking to expand this. Um, are, you, are you already doing this in Ohio? Yes, we are. So we've got a broker's license that covers all of Ohio. Um, I've already had offers of 50000 a 100000 The latest offer that came in was half a million dollars for equity in the business. I'm bootstrapping it. I'm not taking on any capital right now. Um, I really want to get rocking and rolling here in Ohio, grow our realtor base, prove the concept. Then we might be interested in going out, raising some capital, developing our online platform. I don't even want to tell you about my app. My app, Joe, is going to revolutionize the way real estate brokerages operate. I'm telling you. And then, mate, once we raise this capital, we're going to look at expanding into other states. I mean, I've already got a commitment from eight states and brokers in those states wanting to wanting to um, uh, start listing sell realty there. Nice. And so talk about that. If somebody is interested in becoming a broker f- through list and sell, what does that mean and what kind of commissions can they expect? Mate, perfect question. So what we're looking at doing, and it's kind of just in the initial concept stage, so we already offer a referral fee, right? If, if someone joins listings, 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 they're going to get that $42 per month referral fee. But we thought we would make the deal a little bit sweeter, sweeter for someone that's a broker in another state. So this is what we're offering to brokers, and we can only have one broker per state, and we will probably only be willing to take on a broker for a year. And why I say that is because... I don't want someone to just, you know, take advantage of them having a broker's license and then sit back and do nothing. I would love to work with brokers that are going to be true brand ambassadors. And what I mean by that is, let's just say, Joe, that you've got your broker's license in St. Louis and you want to launch List and Sell Realty um, in, in Missouri. Sorry, you've got your broker's license in Missouri. So how that would work is we would start up List and Sell Realty in Missouri. You would be the broker. We would pay you $5 per month per agent that joins List and Sell Realty. And that would mean you doing absolutely nothing at all except for us using your broker's license in that market. Now, I don't really want that. I want you to to do webinars. I want you to do meetups. I would want you to go out and be a brand ambassador and recruit as many agents as you can and not just do nothing and only get that $5 per month. So um, in the best case scenario, let's say that you would want to be proactive. You would do the webinars. You would do the meetups. You would go out and recruit. Then you would get paid $42 per month because that would be valid as a referral. And on top of that, we would give you $5 per month per realtor just for the privilege of using a broker's license. Now, let's just say you do not want to do anything. Well, that's perfectly fine. We would do all of the lead generation ourselves in-house. We would just use your broker's license and we would pay you $5 per month per agent that we recruit. And trust me, Joe, I've got very high aspirations. I want to do this to a, mate, there's two and a half million licensed realtors in the country. Um, our goal is to, is to take over 3% market share as quickly as we possibly can. And I'm hoping we'll do that within the next five years. That's phenomenal. It's really good. It's a unique concept. And I was really intrigued by this. And I remember talking to you about it, thinking that's, that's a fantastic idea. That's a huge need that is being filled, needs to be filled. Uh, a lot of realtors out there are getting discouraged. I was just talking to my, um, my brother the other day. He got his realtor's license and uh, did his first deal. And I won't talk specifics, but after looking at his numbers and what he actually walked away with, it was like peanuts. It was like after the splits and then the splits of the splits, and after the fees that his broker takes out and all of that, it was like, again, I don't want to talk about the numbers, but it was really, really small and it was really discouraging. And I thought, 
And there's just get there's got to be a better way. And there's I've known for a long time there's there's uh, brokers out there like this, um, but I think you're really Joe, on to something. Yeah, sorry to interject you there, mate. What you're saying it 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 you know hurts me to think about it. And I've done 400 real estate deals, and I speak to a ton of agents on a daily basis. And I'll tell you what's happening right now, mate. The brokers are resting on their laurels. They've got these big brand names. They've been around for 30, 40, 50 years. They, they recruit these agents and then they give them nothing. They're just a warm butt in a seat with a telephone. That's it. And you don't get any leads. You don't get any training. You don't get any volume. You've got to go out there and do it all yourself. And finally, you cold call, you email, you, you beg little old grandma at Walmart to sell her house. She says yes, you list it, you show the bloody thing a hundred times, you make the sale, and then Big Bad Wolf Broker comes in and takes away 50% of your commission along with admin fees, document fees, E&O insurance, all kinds of stupid fees. And as you just said, you're left with nothing. I personally, mate, have been sick and tired of seeing it. I am an entrepreneur, not for the purpose of making a profit. I know it sounds corny, but I really don't do what I do for profit. I do it because of something bigger and better than that. Um, providing value to other people, mate, is where it all lies. And the money will always look, look after itself. If you can truly go out and start a disruptive business like we have with List and Sell Realty, you know, really go, go take it from a point of view where you are focusing on your agents. You want the best for them, the most profit, the best value, all of the tools that they need to do their job successfully. The profit side will look after itself. Um, so that's kind of how we went about it, mate. You know, we're looking at disrupting the, the, the world. I'll, I'll say it, Joe. We're looking at disrupting the world with this business model. Um, and now, you know, we're just going to work really hard to scale it, see how big we can get it, mate. Um, is it profitable? No. Will it be profitable? Yes. When? When we get thousands of agents on board. Until then, we'll just keep stirring the pot and I want everyone to smell what's cooking. That's really good. That's really good. So um, you're, you're kind of new into this. You've already been doing it in Ohio, but you're expanding it out now. Uh, how can people get a hold of you to get more information about this? Mate, you know what? They can just email me. Um, I guess the best way to go about it would be to to go to listandsellrealty.com um, and there they can kind of opt in through through one of our um, opt-in forms and then we can we can be in touch and I can explain the business model to them in a little bit more detail. But, you know, for now, mate, we're just in Ohio and I get inquiries daily from all of these other states. Ohio is slow, Joe. What's going on with my Ohio folks? So everyone listening that's in Ohio that's looking at getting their license or that's a realtor, here's a little bit of a plug for us. Bloody hell, reach out to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, look, if any, if no matter what state you're in, we're going national, we're going global, get in contact with us. I'll have your name on a list. When we expand into that market, um, you know, you'll be the first person we call. And I actually had a call with someone today, Joe, that's also in Missouri. And um, here's, a, here's a little little bit of, I'm going to plant the seed for, 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 for you too, Joe. I know we kind of spoke about it a little bit. Um, in order for us to justify setting up infrastructure and opening up a new market, I would say we would need to get at least 10 agents on board. If we can get 10 agents on board, mate, we'll invest the money and the resources and we'll go and open up a new state. So bring it on, mate. That's good. Really good. So the website is listandsellrealty.com. It's L-I-S-T, the letter N, and then sellrealty.com. You have a good comparison there. Um, if you were to sell 10 homes for an average price of hundred grand using the traditional model, you'd only walk away with $13,000 in commission. Using a model with this, with a broker like this, you'd be making more than twice as much. You'd be making $27,612. And uh, that's significant. That's a lot of money that commission that uh, that realtors are paying brokers that really aren't doing anything for them. <laughs> you know, they're not. Yeah. Yep. So th there's got to be a better way. This has been. I I'm looking forward to seeing this grow. And uh, Angelo, uh, I think it's a great concept. I think it's a great idea. And I want to wish you the best with that. I appreciate it, Joe. Thank you. Hey. So listen. Um, where can somebody go to get more information about you, Angelo, if they want to talk with you about? maybe investing with you, buying some of your turnkey deals in Ohio. What, what can they do? How can they get a hold of you? Easy, Joe. Google is the best business card. So just Google my name, Angelo Rumora. You'll have a ton of links pop up, my website, 
um, all of my other profiles across all of the different social media platforms. And, mate, I'm happy to help. Um, you know, if there's anything I can do for anyone, you know, they can just reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to assist them. And if I can't, I'll at least point them in the right direction. Very good. And I'll have the links, guys, to um, all of this stuff in the website, realestateinvestingmastery.com, realestateinvestingmastery.com. And um, get some more information from that and get some notes from this podcast. Thank you, Angelo. I appreciate it. Uh, You've been really gracious with your time. I thank you for taking the time out. Thanks for having me, Joe. All right. Take care, man.